What's going on? It's your boy Vix Messi B here live from the NMB Radio Studios for the NMB Radio Podcast, where no topic is too big or too small. We talk about them all. And on the phone lines, I want to welcome in a woman who is like legendary status. Like, seriously, this woman has done almost anything and everything possible in the adult game. She's crossed over to mainstream. She's got a successful YouTube channel. I mean, I could literally talk for hours about all the accolades that this woman has. And I'm a total, I'm a total fan for her. So I want to welcome her in right now, Mrs. Brittany Amber. What's going on? Oh my gosh! Hi guys! Thank you so much. I'm so flattered. You have so many nice things to say right off the bat. Oh, I'm already blushing. I mean, it's crazy because when we set up for these interviews. Gotta always mm-hmm. shout out Tanya. So Tanya Tate, who always coordinates all these podcasts for me. She always hooks me up with the greatest talent. And I told her, I was like, listen, mm-hmm. I was like, whatever I got to do to get Brittany on the podcast. I'm like, I'm been a fan forever. I'm like, she fucking follows me on oh. social media. And I'm like, I don't like, yes. it's just, again, I got to let the fanboyness get out. But she gives me this call sheet and I'm just like. What I mean, like, when do you have time to even do podcasts? Is what the first question I should be asking you because you you do everything. Yes, I know, and um, you know, like uh, this is actually a good time, you know, because oh. this is the coronavirus world. We all have a lot of time these days, but actually, these days that now that I've been shooting for myself more than other companies, I I feel like I'm shooting way more than I normally am. But the thing that really frees up my time is that. Before, when I was shooting for so many other companies, I live in the desert of California, and I was driving to the valley, and that's usually there's no traffic, or usually there's so much traffic, you know, so uh, you have to always factor that in, but there's no traffic, it's like two hours. There's usually at least like an hour and a half to two hours of traffic, so sometimes I'll be sitting on the road for like three and a half, four hours in the morning trying to get there, and then by the time the shoot's over, then it's you know, rush hour traffic at the end of the day, you know, five, five o'clock traffic. And it's just, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I, I just, I realized, you know, I was doing that for 12 years and I just, I sit there and think like, I've chewed up so much time on the road. <laughs> well, we thank you so for much doing more that done now. Years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, thank you so much. I know I appreciate you so much. I mean, and, and it's it's funny you say that about coronavirus and everything, and it's it the, like I feel like every guest that I've had on since this whole craziness has started, we've you know talked about coronavirus, coronavirus, and but you brought up some really good points that I've talked to with past guests was that with everything going on, a lot of stuff has been halted. You know, there's not you know big companies aren't not shooting. I mean, we're not doing much of anything without some kind of weird protocol. Um, Mm-hmm. And people are using this time to do more. And I even find myself, I'm like, holy shit, like I'm doing a lot more podcasting. I'm doing a lot, you know, DJ mixing. I'm mm-hmm. just like, you find, I feel like I'm doing more when you would think you wouldn't be doing as much, if that makes sense. Like you, yeah. think, that, you think that now you're locked up and you're like, oh, I can't fucking do anything. But I feel like I'm doing more than I was before, you know, lock up. So, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, mm-hmm. what, what, what has been like your mental state through all this? Cause I mean, a lot of people are getting like COVID fatigue and feeling you know, drained yeah. like what how, what do you do to stay upbeat oh, and positive yeah. well i know that you know most everyone has a different situation from person to person and you know especially people that live out in la in the la area you know, normally have you know a smaller place or live in an apartment or something and uh, that would be a nightmare to live in but that's part of the reason why i live so far out of the la area is because i have a really nice big house for a reasonable price so now that this shit hit, oh, excuse my language. Oh, yeah, you said I can say whatever. So but what now that all say? this stuff hit, <laughs> it actually worked very much in my favor, you know? So I was just like, oh, my gosh, I really, even though I spent, like I just said, I spent so many years, I think, like, oh, my gosh, I wasted so much time on the road. Now that this all hit, it was all, it, it not, it's now it's not for nothing, you know? I was like, that was a smart decision. I really was, like, forward thinking without even knowing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I don't want to keep, making you talk about the same stories over and over again, but you have a really interesting, I guess, uh, way of how you became superstardom. Um, and I kind of know your backstory and, but like for people who don't know, like how did you get started into the business? How did all this craziness aside from COVID become reality? Um, well, yeah, but yeah, back to our things here. I guess we can get back to all that. There is a lot of other things besides just having more room that have helped me get through the coronavirus thing. But uh, 
to go on to your next question. Because um, we could talk forever oh, how about how started. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, I know. Now and I'm we don't. Off we don't want like yeah. to like finish the rest of that question, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> we don't want people so, to go to sleep on us. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot. Now, never even forget the question. Ah! <laughs> how did you become to be so uh, fucking how awesome? How did I get started? Is that what it was? Yes. Yeah, how did I get started? <laughs> yes. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> there we go. Back on track. So I started um, I, when I was, um, gosh, still like 20, 1920, I was working as a hotel auditor and I was watching a lot of you know, late night shows because it's a hotel or it's, I'm sorry, it's a uh, um, graveyard shift job. So it's 11 to 7. And so that's when all of the late night shows come on. And then that's when I started watching Cat House and that became my favorite show. I even started watching it at home and then... Um, I don't know that I ended up at the time I was married. So, you know, it wasn't the easiest thing to convince him to let me go ahead and try all that out. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I eventually let him, you know, got that, got him to, uh, agree to that. And then, um, I don't know the rest of history. I don't know that I met somebody there that introduced me to their agent, you know, about a year into it. And, um, yeah, 13 years later, I'm still doing it. Like when you were growing up, like, have you always had like that, like, uh, you know, that free spirit of just, you know, not, um, you're talking about like how I've always, I think it goes on a lot about how you were raised and things that have happened, you know, while you were being, you know, just as a child, mm-hmm. I don't think it has really to do with, I don't know, because I think that really skews your whole view of sexuality and everything also. So it's just, it's, um, I get, I gotta say though, like, honestly, I don't think I ever, it's, it's not it's so hard to explain. I, feel like when I was young I wasn't a very sexual person at all and I feel like still really not it's kind of it's weird it's like I like performing and I like these other things but it's I don't know it is it, 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 but it's the best outlet I found for my own creative way of putting it out there I guess you know but I don't know I don't I I mean, like, like I'm not in any way trying to be, you know, like disrespectful to it or anything. I'm just like, for me, it's just like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, that's like not something I would even contemplate even thinking about doing. And I'm always curious. About I know. People. Cause I guess like, yeah, same thing. If you were raised with parents who were like, Oh, you know, you gotta do this. You gotta, blah, blah, blah. you know, and I was raised with parents that really didn't pay any attention to me or what I did or cared about what I was doing. So, um, even when I, you know, I, cause and I know there's, there's a few people that I've even talked to that are like, Oh, I'm trying to keep this for my parents and never want them to find out, you know, this, that, and the next. And, I'm just like, I can't even relate. Like, I've never tried to keep it from them because it's like, why? You know, I don't know. Um, Eventually, they're going to find out. It goes into the way you're, no, I don't care if they ever found out. That was the thing. I told them as soon mm-hmm. as I did. I'm just like, this is what I'm doing, you know? But yeah. that all goes back into how you're raised and the respect you have for your parents. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, working at the Bunny Ranch, I mean, you, you probably would have seen a whole bunch of different characters of people. Um, did it give you like a different outlook on, you know, like how people are or. Like I said, I, I started there when I was very young. So even with that, like I just had no living experience whatsoever. And I went from that to jumping right into the lion's den, you know? So yes, I did most of my growing there. Now up to that point, I mean, you said you were married. How what, was that a strain on your relationship? Yes, of course. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it, it took a lot of convincing to uh, let to uh, for him to agree to let me go ahead and do this, you know, and for, and that's to still be together if I decided to, you know. So, um, yeah, but here's the thing too: is like uh, it wasn't really like I was trying to hold on to that relationship. I knew it was pretty much the end of it, but I really wanted to go and do something to help, kind of make myself more independent because I couldn't really, like like I said, I was a hotel auditor before that. And, you know, I was barely getting by with that. So, you know, I was like, this is, I mean, first of all, like I I really was super interested in it and I was obsessed with that show. And I'm just like, so I didn't really think, think it through too much, really. It wasn't really like a matter of like a sexual thing. It was just like, Oh, this this place looks awesome. Like, I just want to go. Like, this is great. And like all these girls are like, they're having so much fun and they're all running around. Everybody's like, ah, I don't know. It's just like, this like, this is awesome. Like either I wanted to go there and, you know, just experience it for myself and have a party, you know, so they call 
the sessions there, parties, or you know, work there or something. Anyway, I was just like, that was my thing for a minute. And so, uh, yeah, no, I'm so happy I did. I actually um, did very well there for, you know, quite a long time. And once I started shooting more movies, it's just a way shorter drive and, you know, be able to come home at night rather than spend two weeks, you know, away from home, away from my family and everything. So now it just worked out like that a little better. I, and, you know, I left on good terms and everything. I was going to say, so when you, when you left there, um, you, you got into the adult business, like what was your plans before all this? I mean, you're doing the auditing job. Like, did you have like a, like a, a game plan or an idea of something that you wanted to do as a career, as a living, or was it just kind of just opportunity knocked? I was majoring in theater arts in college and, uh, I knew that was probably not going to, you know, pay off in the long run when it comes to my career, but in the short run, it actually did because, you know, I was doing a lot of, you know, the feature movies, you know, the feature porn movies I had that they were doing a lot of parodies. And so it did call for a lot of acting and I really sucked. And so when I started doing college, so I went back to school and I was doing, you know, shooting at the same time and I was like, okay, maybe I should do that. Cause I was looking through everything. I'm like, there's none of this every single thing that the school had to offer was not interesting at all. So <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I, I, the thing is, too, is I really like what I'm doing now, too. I was like, I can just use this to help with that, and then you grow from there, and then, you know, either start my own company or direct or, you know, and that's kind of like what, where I'm kind of headed right now anyway. I'm, very, I'm on the top of that. So you get with a agency or – how did it get into the uh, doing adult films? Because I get a lot of people, when I tell yeah. people are going to have guests on, they always ask questions. And surprisingly enough, I mean, we still get women that want to know, how did they get into it? Like, what's advice? Like, you know, it's, it's it, everybody makes it seem like it's so simple. But, like, how did you get into that part? Uh, um, yeah, no, it, it was very simple. I mean, I guess, you know, if you're, like, a young, attractive girl, it's extremely simple. I mean, it, uh, I just like, like I said, I was actually working at the ranch at the time and there was a girl who had started, who was shooting porn and she had been doing that for like six, seven years, but was, you know, on the, on the outs of that and then started working at the ranch. So I hadn't really talked to any other girls that were shooting movies at the time. And Dennis really was against it. And he even said to you that if you're doing, if you're shooting porn and you come in and you, you know, getting it talk about porn, get any of his girls to leave, you know, and get them interested in it, that you can get fired for that. So I don't know. We ended up, you know, talking one night with this girl and she was like, you know, this is serious. He's like, do not let anybody know I'm telling you this. Cause she gave me her agent's phone number and everything. And that was a big, big no, no. But um, yeah, that was the beginning of it for me. And it actually did lead, lead to me leaving too. Not because, you know, like I, like I had any falling out. It was just, like I said, it was just, more convenient i it was only well like i said <laughs> with the traffic it's uh, insane and at the time i was living a little bit closer and i ended up moving farther out into the desert but you know um that was better than an eight and a half hour drive you know and then spending two weeks away from home so i like to go there spend the day and then come back at night now dennis didn't want anybody to leave obviously because it meant you know he's losing business when you yeah of course i mean eventually so you left there on good terms so what was what was that interaction or what was that conversation like when dennis found out what you were doing and how did he take that um no he didn't even talk to me about it so i mean he wasn't super close with a lot of girls you know i mean if you weren't you know if you guys weren't having an intimate relationship together you know i don't think you really cared too much but um it wasn't a big deal. And, you know, I never told anybody who got me into the industry. It's not like you're not allowed to, you can, if you want to, but like I said, the only thing that's not allowed is giving another girl information on how to. So, um, I was still doing both at the same time for a little over a year, but it was just, it was a lot. I mean, especially at the time when I started in the industry, it was right before the recession. It was right before, um, you know, the tube sites took over. It was like literally right on the cuff. I had like a handful of extremely amazing months and then it just dropped off like crazy. But um, that's what I was saying at first, when I first started and I was doing both things, it was just insane. It was, I was never not working. And then I was sometimes doing two scenes a day at home. And then 
uh, and then I drive up there for two weeks and come back and then work every single day and sometimes twice a day. It was just so much. And then you fast and, forward to today and I feel like you're doing it all over again. <laughs> you know, you get to do uh, no, work it so no, much, it's so now. much different now. I mean, it can't even be compared to the same because I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off you know, trying to please everybody and trying to just figure myself out. Cause I didn't feel, feel like I was a great performer until like four or five years, maybe even into the business, you know, it's no one teaches you anything. You got to figure it all out for yourself. And so it's just, Oh my gosh, just running around and, you know, I mean, I'm not doing my own content. I'm not, you know, putting any of my creative input into anything and I'm not doing anything that I, I wasn't doing anything then that I now own, you know, just, a lot of learning then, you know, it can't even be compared to now. Now now is just like, I feel like I just own everything that I do and, you know, in every sense of the term, you know, I just, I really, I have such a good handle on it. And like I said, I'm really starting to branch out and putting all my content on every platform and making more money than I ever have with so much less effort. It's amazing. And I feel like my content's better than all this other crap because a lot of times, a lot of these companies will just get a script sent from headquarters that says, we want a girl wearing this with this, with this, wearing this kind of makeup. So it's just all very cookie cutter. And it's like always something that doesn't look good on me. The makeup artist is always terrible and everything's all, you know, everything's all screwed up. And you ever see the stuff you're like, Oh, I hate these pictures. I'm like, ah, they never clean up the pictures. They just throw them all, you know, it's all lazily just thrown all together. And so, now I mean like now my content even looks better than ever everything is just better than ever now I just uh, if you could all see my reaction I know right for now. companies not so much but for the girls especially girls have been around a long time have a lot of knowledge of business this is our time now for sure I was gonna say if you could see my reaction right now like I'm smiling so big for you because everything you're saying is like it's a growing process you know, and it, it's, yes. it's so awesome. I know, for... you got to really stick with it for so long, you know. A lot of people give up, you know, because there are times when I wanted to give up where I felt like, you know, I was only getting a few jobs a month and I wasn't doing any of my own content. It's just like, what am I doing? Like, I feel like, you know, where is this even heading? But you got to keep recreating yourself and finding new ways and new things and you get stay motivated and make it over the humps and all the weird stuff. And especially that weird end of 20s age, you know, where you're not quite a milk and you're not a teen. And that's always hard for a lot of girls. So I made it through so much shit, all the murkiness, and now I'm on the other side. Well, I said, it's cool for someone like me who's a fan, who's, you know, been a fan since, you know, the earliest of days of your career to now, and actually being able to sit here and nod my head vouching for the fact that, you know, like, she's right. Like, everything that she's, you know, done before and what she's doing now is, like, so full circle, and it's, like, so fucking awesome oh, to... So but yes, it's, it's true, I though. Know. It's so fucking awesome to say <laughs> that, like, you know, I'm like, I, you know, I, dude, I watched Brit's stuff when she was, like, you know, starting out, and not that I ever saw any of your stuff and was like, oh, that's bad or it's horrible, but, like, you can definitely see the growth there. Like, you can see how you went from, you know, being someone that you're like, all right, she's like a new starlet, you know, and it's just like mm -hmm. 2020. And now she's like, she's fucking owning and running shit, like, on every sense of the term, mm -hmm. like, literally own shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like, own, <laughs> yeah, owning, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's like, that's cool, you know? So, um, yeah, but, but yeah, you're welcome. And it, it's, and you're mentioning about branching off and doing so many other things. And I mean, you've done some also like crossover stuff into like mainstream stuff, right? You've done like, I see here, you, yeah. you did like a grindhouse style movie. Yes. Yes. Um, that's actually out now. And also most people have Amazon prime. So if you do have that, you can watch it for free. So there is no excuse not to watch it. It's great. It's a very funny. It's a very campy, um, Quentin Tarantino style B movie kind of thing. I love and it's really awesome. It's such a good movie. It's I would love it even if I wasn't in it. But <laughs> that does make it a lot better though. <laughs> it does. It really does. I love those style that style of a film and I tell people all the time they're like, Oh, why do you like that kind of stuff? I'm like, because like it's almost like you can't take yourself too seriously and you can't take the, the the film too seriously. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 supposed to be mm -hmm. entertainment, you know? Like and mm -hmm. that's cool that you're able to do that. But that's not the only like crossover stuff you've done, right? I mean you've done like No, other, I actually have another movie coming out um at the end of this month. It, they got the date got pushed back for some reason, but it's gonna be now at the end of this month or the beginning of next month. Oh. It's called The Arrangement. It's a mainstream thriller starring Eric Roberts and he plays the devil and so what he does is um he's a devil that makes these 12 year deals with people it's always like a group of seven people and then 
Yeah, you got to see what happens. Like I don't really too much, but it's freaking awesome. <laughs> it's it's uh, this is a serious movie though. This is a serious thriller movie, and I, I don't have it as, as big of a role, but I do have an integral role. So. Now, do you want to do more mainstream stuff? Like, like uh, both of these movies are, you know, very horror, very gruesome. Like, do you want to do anything more uh, on a, you know, serious role, dramatic role, comedy? Yeah, no, any, I really do like acting, and especially now that I know how to do it. Like I said, when I first started in the business, I started uh, shooting movies. Oh, my God, it was so bad. I was so, so bad. I didn't know what I was doing. I thought, you think that acting's easy and it's not and so I'm so happy that I took so many classes because even besides college I was doing one-on-one acting classes at this place in Ontario and all of it just helped so much I mean gosh now I feel like I have a really good grasp on that so you know also too because I'm so busy with all the stuff I'm shooting now and I don't even really think about it you know until usually in interviews when people ask me like oh are you planning on pursuing more and I don't really think about it until then you know I don't haven't really pursued anything just you know these roles have came to me and um i don't know if i'm hoping more stuff comes to me if i don't pursue it because i would like to do more but um but that's good though that scenes are coming to you how it's corona world who knows you know because when you have to pursue stuff it's you know it's it can be frustrating it's like any other you know hustle the fact that people are coming to you and are like dropping little gems on you or like we want you to do this is Mm-hmm. A kudos to you of what you've accomplished. Yeah. yeah, these two last, these two ones that we just talked about were both brought to me. My agent actually booked one, and then the second one was a good friend of mine, and she had oh. some kind of medical problem where she wasn't able to do it, and so she called, she told them to have me come out and do it, and so I was like, oh hell yeah, and so that's how I got that one. But um, yeah, I haven't pursued it, so I don't know. But the thing is, the main reason why is like. I don't want to get another agent and I don't want to do a whole bunch of tiny, like here and there, like extra roles, like being in the background and all this stuff to like make my way up to something. I just want like some, something cool. Like the, the stuff like these B movies, like girls, guns and blood, you know, like those are, those are just a lot of fun. You know, I don't want to just, mm. you know, spend tons of time, like out like 10, 12 hours a day for one line, you know? And mm-hmm. <sighs> Well, and it's funny too, that you also are, interacting with fans and a lot of fans hit me up when I told them that you're going to be on the show. And a lot of them said they were fans of your YouTube. So you have a successful YouTube channel, which is like, yeah, I mean, it's like I'm YouTube trying. now. It's like, I just started uploading a lot of stuff to my own YouTube channel. And it's just like, mm-hmm. everybody's got a YouTube now, but yours mm-hmm. is even more kick-ass because you get to interview, like you like interact with fans and tell them different stories and different things. So like tell everybody, First off, where they can find you at YouTube, and what made you want to get started doing that? Yeah. Well, okay, so you can first find me at youtube.com slash scorpio, H-O at the end. Beautiful and, name, by the uh, way. Or you just search Brittany Amber. <laughs> yeah, just search Brittany Amber, and then my channel will pop up. But um, I, you know, here, it's been, well, September will be three years, you know, and that is, like, the hardest social media network to climb on, I, I'll tell you, because, yeah, I'm, like, I don't even know if I've even hit 17,000 yet. I'm almost there. But, I mean, it's hard. Like, especially when you're an adult performer. Like, it's sometimes I can post the most innocent thing. I say one cuss word, and it'll be automatically demonetized, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, it's, well, you I, can't I, win sometimes with that. I mean, there's so many people, like, even that aren't in the adult industry that are constantly complaining about YouTube's algorithm and shit. It's really, really hard. So I, it is really hard to stay motivated too when you don't make any money. I'm still not making any money on there, barely anything. And well, you know, I know I'm trying feeling. to post more. <laughs> huh? I said I know that feeling because I, we have you know we put these yeah, podcasts that's the thing. on. Like there. it's such a hard platform. You really got to stay motivated for a long time. And a lot of the popular YouTubers that I watch that talk about the, the you know the genesis of their channel, they say like it take it's a it usually takes about four years. That's why about on average for them to really start seeing a growth in their channel. So you really got to just stick with it and you got to keep consistent. Cause if you don't consistently post too, then it really will draw it out a lot longer. Well, a lot of the fans have told me that they watched it and they had a bunch of questions and they want to know if I could ask a couple questions. So you, you down to take hey, a couple okay, of fan questions. All right, cool. Of course, of course. So again, I knew your backstory a little bit, you know, starting out at the Bunny Ranch and how you got started and everything. And uh, one of the guys that DM'd me, he wanted to know, what was the craziest experience you've ever had at the Bunny Ranch? 
Uh, the craziest experience. Oh, gosh, there's so many. Um, or just oh one of them that just kind of stands out <laughs> that you're like, just something that you always remember. <sighs> okay, well, <laughs> I don't know. This is something that pops in my head. I don't know if this is the craziest thing per se, but it's just crazy though. But um, now the ranch, though, it's a very old building, and it used to be. Um, well, see, the room in particular that I was in at the time used to be this the jacuzzi room where people used to hang out and party and stuff in, in the seventies, I guess. And people used to say these rooms were haunted and I never believed it. I was never, I mean, I'm not, not, I'm not super skeptical. I mean, like I, you never really know. I mean, I'm not, you know, I, I, anything could happen or anything's possible, whatever, you know, but um, I never really took it to heart or anything, you know, and I was never scared of the room. So it's actually one of the best rooms because also when you are one of the top bookers, they'll put you in one of those two rooms because they're the biggest, two of the biggest rooms. They also have their own bathroom. A lot of the rooms don't have their own bathrooms. Um, so yeah, it's, it's one of the better rooms to have. So I'm, I'm always like, happy to get it. But, um, so I was sitting in the room by myself. Well, actually, no, my, my friend Maya was just in there and then she just left. And then I was sitting on the bed and then I started hearing like this very low kind of sound. It was like, and then it got so loud. Like, and it was like coming out of the, like there was these, it was like this, um, this wood wall, you know, it, it had like, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, Cause it wasn't like a solid wall. It was kind of like these wood things were um, gosh, like panels. That's what the word I'm looking for. So it was like this wood panel wall and it was just like coming out of the wood panel and we got, and it was just like this loud demon screech and I've never heard anything like it. It did not sound like anything that I could even compare it to or even make any sense of. I just ran the fuck out of there. I'm even getting like the chills just remembering this again. Oh, it was so crazy, but I ran out of there. I never went back in that room again. I Slept, and I slept in the room with my friend in the tiny little room with no bathroom. I was like, I'm not going back in that room. It was so insane. Uh, like, oh. Now, did they give you a reason or why these rooms were haunted? Or Somebody said that some, somebody supposedly drowned in that room when it was a jacuzzi room. You know, people used to party in there a lot, like party too hard. Something supposedly happened with one of the girls or something like that. I don't know. but Sounds like a Lamar a Odom situation. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm sorry. I said it sounds like a Lamar Odom situation. Like you go to the Bundy Ranch and like someone drowns. Uh, oh my God! I know. Here's the thing, though. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff that's happened at the ranch that they try to cover up, and there's been things that have happened while I was there that were covered up that I know happened. So it's just you don't know what could have really happened in that room or in at this place. It's just uh, so I, weird, I mean, creepy noises. Even, I don't know if you know. <laughs> Um, oh, well, yeah, but I was going to say, too, I don't know if you know, like, <laughs> I don't know if they, Dennis, Dennis also put uh, the Bunny Ranch on any show just to get publicity, but it was also on a few of these different ghost hunter shows and stuff like that. So mm. I don't know <laughs> what validity that has, but I don't know. I think that place could be haunted. If any place, I don't know. So if you're trying to get laid, it could come at a cost more than you know, more than money. <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 it can be dangerous. It's just scary as fuck. Like that, that it, I, it, it's like one of those, you had to have been there kind of things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's something that I just can't even explain. It was just, did you get any kind of weird request from, you know, guys that would come in there? You know, I mean, I mean, clearly you go there for, you know, a sexual experience, you know, but did anybody come in there and just want to, I don't know, talk, have you helped them file their taxes? You know, like yeah, like no, I know, shit. yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a lot. Been a lot of people there and wanted just to talk. You know, like there's a guy who recently had lost his wife and then came in and you know because he hadn't had sex with anybody since his wife had died. You know, so that's a lot. Like there's a lot of heavy stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. um, he's like crying and everything. It's like oh my gosh. And then there was another time too where a guy was like very much overweight and never been with a woman because of that, and he was also crying too. It's just you know, so there's a lot that are like that. You know, how does that emotionally yeah. like happen? They always on say you? that, yeah. They always say that hookers are, you know, the best therapists. They, they, I guess it really is true. Like when you when you leave there for the night or whenever you leave there, like, how do you like at the end of the shift to feel like 
I mean, to me, I feel like that's like draining. <laughs> I couldn't. I mean, that's like being a psychiatrist or a therapist. I could. I don't know yeah, if I could deal with something. Yeah, it's still heavy, but like at the time I was so young that I don't know if it absorbed as much as it would now as being more of an adult. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I could handle it as much now. Well, the next question. But I, I even have... think about things like childbirth. Like I don't know if I can handle childbirth now, and I was so like. Uh, at the time, I know this is like totally, you know, <laughs> going like in off left field, but like at the time when I was pregnant, I wanted to do 100% natural birth, no pain medication, nothing. I wanted to go full in, but I ended up having to have a, an emergency C-section because there was a problem. But um, I was crying, I was screaming. I was already to almost 10 centimeters dilated, like full, like nothing, no. Uh, then they have to, you know, give you surgery, so you can't continue with that. But that was where my head was at at that age. And now I'm just like, I couldn't even imagine giving birth at any, any way, shape, or form. I'm like, oh, I'm so happy I got it out of the way. Yeah, I mean, if I had the opportunity to, you know, have some kind of pain medication, fucking A, I'm taking that stuff. Like, like I'm afraid, yeah, to, I'm afraid to get a COVID test. <laughs> I know, at the very, very least. That's just like, it's just like a, a, such a comparison on where my mind is at and who I was then versus now. It's a completely different person. Again, it goes back yeah. to the whole growth process. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Wow. Like back then, like how like rebel you were. Not that you're not a rebel anymore, but you're a controlled rebel now. You know, and that's good. Yeah. Well, I just jumped into everything without thinking about it, and now I overthink everything. So I don't know. It could be <laughs> it, a blessing hap- and a curse. You know? It happens to the best of us. It comes with age. Let me tell yeah. you. Um, another question yeah. that a fan had on Instagram and he wanted to know what was your favorite scene to have shot? Now I know you've shot a, what feels like a gazillion scenes, but like, what is, yeah. what is like, uh, one of the, your favorite scenes that you, cause I'll tell you what mine is and then I'll let you tell me what yours is. Okay. So my favorite scene that I've seen, and it's something that is recent mm-hmm. and it was pointed out that it was an, an it was on your call sheet, but it was something that I always liked too. It was the dark side. So you, you like, oh. so like that's my favorite. Like, but what is what is your mm-hmm. favorite? Well, scene? thank you so much. Yes. Um, the thing though about that one is a compilation movie, so it's cool, but it's like a compilation, you know. So it, yeah. it's it's right. it's cool. It, I could get some clout for that, but yeah. But, yeah, but the scenes are great. I mean, I mean it's it's awesome when you're the you know, very intense scenes. It's <laughs> awesome when you're the main I'm feature. Sorry? I said it's awesome when you're the awesome when you're the main feature, you know, and you and you're on the cover of yeah. the DVDs and stuff. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm old school, so I can remember when girls used to get paid because they were on the cover of like the the movie, you know. And I know that's that's yeah. kind of yeah, like yeah. going away now, you know, because it's like. You know, mm-hmm. it's a whole different. No, world. I know. I got a tiny little bit of that, a little taste of that. I was right at the end of the good days. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like everything is online, so it's just like, you know, the stuff even available on DVD. Some stuff is, you know. I look at it as like this: if you can get it on DVD, like that's awesome. That's like some stuff you just want on DVD, or you know, like old, old school fans that are like uh, VHS is out there. It's like going to the record mm-hmm. store and buying a CD or buying it on vinyl rather than really? buying it. Yeah, because sometimes you want the physical <laughs> copy, you know? Like, sometimes you just want to be able to, like, yeah. hold it and be like, look, look, Brit's on the cover of this. How fucking awesome is this? Look at the details on the back mm-hmm. of it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's... Yeah, it feels no, like I a- know. I know. I mean, I definitely see, you know, the appeal in it because I could take it on the road with me when I go do feature dancing and sign it for people, and I can see the appeal on the other end of that as well. But, yeah, otherwise... It is kind of a dead technology. And then you got to wait for it in the mail, or then you got to go out and find a place that sells it. Like it's a lot. I mean, between, people might think that I'm taking but... it, you know, too seriously, and I'm like, but it's like it's still an art form. You know what I mean? It's still. Yeah, no, I'm happy to hear that people think of it that way because I'm like, I don't want it to die. I love having the DVDs and having that to sell and being able to uh, sign them for people and all that when I'm on the road. Cause anybody, I feel like that's going to die soon. Yeah, because anybody, anybody can shoot a, a scene now with an iPhone, you know what I mean, and upload it onto, you know, yeah. websites or, you know, OnlyFans or Pornhub or whatever. And it's just like, like to me, that's like, like a quick sketch. You know what I mean? Like, I like the full masterpiece painting. But, um. But that's one of my favorite mm-hmm. scenes, you know, more recent scenes. But what is what is something that has been one of your favorites? 
Um, well, one of my favorite movies is called Naked from Adam and Eve and Kate Brandt. And I, uh, I shot that about three and a half years ago, I think, maybe four years ago, something like that now. But um, I have two scenes in that movie, and it's based on the, the TV show Naked and Afraid. Um, but it, but the story is more than that. It's like a polyamorous story, but I started out married, and um, it, it's like a you know, the simple married girl, and then uh, I, I convinced my husband to let me go ahead and, and go on the show, but he doesn't want me to, you know, be naked with a guy and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But then, obviously, you know, he lets me go ahead and do this. And I fall in love with a guy, but then I find out that he's in a polyamorous relationship at the end when I go to find him after the show. And then it leaves you at the cliffhanger that I don't want to give away. But you can actually see it on, uh, I think it's still on Showtime On Demand, okay. the um, softcore version. Now, uh, fans always ask these questions, like, what is... Um, what are your favorite types of scenes to shoot? Like, are you, you seem like you lean more towards the dialogue stuff, but like, are you, are you, it's like Gonzo, interracial, like MILF, uh, DP, like what is, what is, when you get presented a opportunity to do a scene and you find out what type of scene it is, which ones are the ones you get the most excited about doing? Well, definitely the ones that have, uh, more dialogue, have a story or a parody or something like that. Those normally get nominated, so I like to do those best. And also, like I said too, cause since I've gotten more into acting and yeah, I feel like I'm a great actress. I like to use it when I can. And and you've been you talk about stuff that you could be nominated for. I mean, the nominations list that I have here is like through the roof. Like, what is it like to <laughs> say, you know, that like the horny housewife of the year, you know, like best zombie oh, apocalypse yeah. survivor partner. Like these are like mm-hmm. awards that are like cool, but like at the same time, you're like, what? <laughs> like some of these are like, yeah. Like the, that'd be like me being like no, the know, best podcast guy yeah. who is, yeah. you know, from the East coast who does podcasting. You know, it's like, like they narrow it down so mm-hmm. much, <laughs> but like, I know. Yeah. But how does it, it feel to be, I mean, recognized? I mean, regardless of what the, the award is for or what you Yeah, want. no, I know. Yes, I always love to be recognized for anything. It's amazing because there's so many people out there, so many girls, you know, so any kind of recognition is a very much appreciated. Is there an award that you, you really would like to win, like at AVN or, you know? Xbiz or any of these other award shows like something that you well, yeah like literally any award obviously <laughs> I mean I think yeah. anybody would like to win anything <laughs> anytime like that's always great um but I haven't won an AVN award yet so I would like to win one of those of any kind would be nice and what do, what do you still have planned for the upcoming future I mean I know a lot of people have, have changed their whole outlook like I've kind of wanted to just hit reset and you know fast forward to 2021, but like, what is something? What's still on your radar? I mean, like, again, I'm such a fanboy, and I'm like, like I'm just amazed oh. about everything that you've done and accomplished, and I'm so like ecstatic mm-hmm. for what you've been able to accomplish and in, in your growth process. But like, what is still something that you want to do that's going to make me and all the other fans just even more giddy? <laughs> Well, let me think. Oh, my gosh. Because um, we're excited. We want more. Well, because, like, the main thing, though, is I've actually, the things that were in the forefront of my mind, I'm actually really starting, uh, you know, putting to work just in the past few months, which is starting my OnlyFans, and I've been doing tons of live shows on there. And now I'm going oh. to be trying to do also um, two live shows a week. One, um, I normally do one on either Saturday or uh, Friday or Saturday at 7 p.m., but then I have a lot of U.K. fans, so that's you know, very weird time for them. So I'm trying to do one um, during the day too. And uh, a lot of people love my live show. Everyone always says I'm the best live. So <laughs> I guess, I mean, that's, uh, that's not me saying it. I'm just saying you got to see for yourself. But um, you might, right now my OnlyFans is still free. I think until the 29th for a 30-day trial. And um, what else have I been doing? Oh, I started my, mo- my Model Hub fan club. I've been posting tons on my Pornhub channel, which is the same thing, Pornhub model hub thing. And then, um, gosh, 
there's a, a bunch of other like little websites that I've been um, kind of tinkering with, not as much as the others, like you know, many vids and um, other one underpass. But um, I'm all, I'm all excited. I'm really trying. And the thing, like I was saying earlier too, I've really oh. been trying to do more YouTube videos and. Because a consistency is key with that, you know, especially mm -hmm. for, I feel like my channel is right on the verge of launching off. So I'm trying to be consistent, I'm trying to, to post at least once a week. Before it was like one to two times a month. And that's not, I don't think that's really enough. So I recently just did a video where <laughs> I was trying to do a cosplay from the movie Varsity Blues. I was trying to do the whipped cream bikini oh. that Darcy did, the head cheerleader. And it was a total fail, but a lot of people love that video because um, there's a lot of opportunities for nip slips. It's a lot of fun, so <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> but that's the cool thing about you is that people, honestly, you've 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 created a fan base, and people at this point are like they would watch you do some of the dumbest shit, and I'd say that with the most like the, you know sincerest like <laughs> compliment because I wish I could be at that level where. I could have a podcast and just talk about the dumbest shit and get, you know, a million downloads uh -huh. on it, you know, but uh -huh. I think that, you know, yeah. you know, it's different strokes or different. I know, I'm trying to do, yeah, yeah. No, I really hope that, that I kind of give off that vibe because I really want to kind of do like a, well, kind of have like a Jenna Marbles angle, you know what I mean? Kind of just like doing dumb shit and being entertaining, like, you know. The cool thing, the cool thing about it, like, like that, that Darcy video is a good example. Oh, but then I've also been doing, and I, I've actually had a couple of fans send me um, snack boxes from their countries as well. But I've been doing a lot of like trying snacks from different countries. I don't know. Those like, videos those are, are awesome. Least, um, oh, thank you so much. They're probably my least viewed videos because obviously I think more people are looking for more like sexual content, you know, but that's the cool thing stuff. is that you but, can do um, these videos where people get to see more of you, you know, like who you are is like yeah. personality wise. I know. Yeah. If I, hopefully that, you know, catches on, you know what I mean? Um, Cause the thing is I love doing all the sexy stuff, but it's a really fine line to walk on YouTube. And I've already had two strikes and I've had one more strike on YouTube, my channel taken down. So that's why I was trying to think of other creative ways that I could actually even stay monetized and keep my videos up. So that's where that all kind of birthed from. But then I've started having fans send me snack boxes from their country. So there are people that really do like these videos, mm -hmm. I guess. You know, they want me to. And also, too, if you are from another country and you want me to try your snacks, please send them to me. That would be amazing. Just hit me up on Instagram or Twitter and I'll give you my P.O. box. And it's funny, too, is that there's probably, and I don't know if you've even thought about it, there might be fans out there that are watching some of these videos who may not even be familiar with what, you know not I mean, your other career stuff. I mean, like, is that ever, like, crush your mind? Like, there's people out there that are like, oh, I love that girl, Bridge. She, you know, does all the, the food testing, you know, and everything. And they're like, did you know that she does porn? Yeah, I do get some, like, yeah, no, I do get some uh, comments that are like, what like i just thought she thought she does porn Do you guys know that like, like oh my god uh but that's what i did too and another thing i like to do is um story time videos of things that have happened on set or things from the bunny ranch those are some fun videos but those always get demonetized because subject matter and um i also i recently did a video where i was trying on lingerie from all these different places i got tons of lingerie so like oh i'm just gonna do a video it's a very impromptu video but it got like almost two hundred thousand views and uh that was also demonetized you know because i just just because i was wearing lingerie there was nothing new or anything but i was just don't simply wearing lingerie and that's enough to keep you on don't feel bad because what? i said don't feel bad because most of them if not all of my podcast episodes that are on youtube are get demonetized just because of the nature of the you know yeah, the conversation i'm like i put it that it's not oh, safe yeah. for children i put that you need to be 18 and they're yeah. just like fuck you no money for you mm -hmm. <laughs> well yeah no yeah as soon as you market um adult or as soon as you market not um you know for 18 and over content then they automatically make you ineligible for yeah. the so I ain't made a goddamn dime off I don't there, know. But, you know. I'm sorry? I said I haven't made a goddamn dime off of there, but, you know, it is what it is. No, I know. <laughs> I think altogether in almost three years, I've made like a grand total of 200 and something, maybe 230 or $260. Balling. Maybe 280 somewhere around there. <laughs> 
So all, all that fuck. money, I mean, where are we going to dinner? You know, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just I can't believe it. But um, I don't know. Have you tried to put your podcast on Pornhub? I have not. No. I mean, I just recently. I know some people have done that. I think I, Holly Randall does that. There's been a, there's a few people that do that, and uh, that would be a way. Yeah, but I'm not Holly Randall status. I mean, come on, you know. <laughs> well, I don't know. It could, it could, I mean, you could get probably more views than on YouTube, and you could also True. be monetized. Well, so. I, you know, it's funny because for the longest time, like I tell people when they talk about my podcast, try to make this story short. I think I was doing podcasting mm-hmm. probably prior to the term podcasting, you know, because I come from mm-hmm. the radio world, you know, so I've done radio interviews you know and then you obviously it's mm-hmm. transitional radio fcc rules like there's just shit you can't talk about and then mm-hmm. somebody i was working with was just like hey you should just put your stuff on you know the internet like you're like make a website or something and just you know put audio files on there uh the recordings mm-hmm. so I, that's what i was doing forever and you know i mean we're talking almost geez i'm gonna date myself now almost 18 years you know, of doing like interviews with people and, you know, then it became podcasting and it's just like every other platform or media. It's just like, everybody's got a podcast now, you know, it used to be, everybody had a blog, Mm -hmm. everybody had this, now everybody's got a podcast. And my thing was is that I could never figure out how to get it on streaming platforms, you know, like the whole RSS feed and like all the computer, you know, figamajig. I'm like, dude, I just know how to talk. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to do all the like computer term Mm -hmm. shit. And then I found out a really mm-hmm. cool site, Anchor. Anchor is a place that you just put your podcast on and it and it like it like spreads it out to all of the, you know, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. But the, the, the thing cool. is it's like trying to find sponsors because again, of the nature of the podcast. So um mm-hmm. to get back to what you're saying, I understand, you know, it's a struggle, you know, it's like you hope that you get the views, you hope you get the downloads, which the views and downloads, in all honesty, that's not the issue. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, making the money from mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Like, I could put this podcast. Yeah, I know. Like, this podcast instantly, like, I could just put up online and it would get like a million downloads. But mm-hmm. I'm not getting a penny for it, you know? And it's, I don't know, it's it's mm-hmm. weird because it's not, it's, that's not the reason why I do the podcast. You know, it's not so much always mm-hmm. to get paid, but like, I understand time is money and you put out really creative content. And, you know, the fact that, you, mm-hmm. you know, you're not getting paid for it kind of stinks, but it's still fun to watch. So yeah, DM yeah, 100%. her, get that P.O. box. Relate. Yes, yeah. definitely send all the snacks to her. You know what I mean? Like, we just want to see you one day just pigging out on, on all kinds of weird snacks from around the world, you know, which I don't know. I don't know right now <laughs> yeah, in these COVID times if that's like a good idea, you know, I don't know. Oh, I think I'd be a little leery mm. about eating food from different parts of the world right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Um, yeah, we're probably, <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd be the other way around. I, I don't know. I think Europe's oh. pretty safe now and all that. But I think, I, you know, I also heard too that, because I was freaked out for a while with the whole getting packages and what could be on the package and how long things live on certain materials. But I guess a lot of that was debunked and um, the surface you know, mm-hmm. with it being able to transmit on services is not as much as we thought. So it's not, I, it, I don't really think about that. Too much. I, I think I'm pretty safe. <laughs> isn't it crazy how we started this podcast talking about COVID and now we're going to finish talking about COVID. So let's oh. so I know it's most things these days. It's just, oh, it's all that. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's like everybody's day. We wake up, we're checking the death toll. We're going to go to sleep to, <laughs> Oh, my God. You took the words right out of my <laughs> mouth. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a typical day. You wake up, you watch news about, you know, COVID. You do all the cool shit during the day. And then when you go to bed, you find out the news about COVID, mm-hmm. you know. But we don't want to yeah. end on a sour note. So let everybody know where they can, like, Twitter stalk you, IG stalk you, you know. All this cool stuff where people can, you know, follow your everyday doings online. Yes, of course. Um, well, both my Twitter and Instagram is Brittany underscore Amber. And then um, my YouTube, again, I already said it earlier, is YouTube.com slash slash Scorbiho with H-O at the end. But you can just search Brittany Amber in the search bar. My channel should pop right up. And then also on OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Brittany Amber. That's the best place to be able to chat with me and get custom videos, live shows, the whole shebang. Yes, I want to talk to you guys. Oh, Model Hub, too. Model Hub and uh, Pornhub. And you do Cameo, too, right? 
little best kept secret, huh? I think you also do cameo, correct? Yeah, I do cameo also. So um, I think that my I think it's cameo dot com slash Brittany underscore or no, I'm sorry, no, it's slash Brittany dash Amber. I'm pretty sure, but you get same thing. You can just search me, and I'll pop up on there. I always tell people the best way to find someone, Google or Hey Siri. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Show right. me Brittany Amber, and I'm sure all that shit will come up. Especially when it comes to Instagram and Twitter, that's not so safe. It has to be Brittany underscore Amber, B-R-I-T-N-E-Y underscore A-M-B-E-R, because there are so many fakes out there. Those are my only, that is my only social media. I do not have multiple ones, because there are a lot of people that try to make fake accounts. They're like, oh, backup page. No, none of that. That is all fake. Well, I, I can tell you I would be heartbroken if I found out that the fake pages were the ones that were following me. But I appreciate the fact <laughs> no. that the real official deal pages follow me. You know, anytime I feel down or depressed about anything, I just look at my followers and then I just see that, you know, that little follows you. And it just kind of, you know, gives me those butterfly oh. feelings. So I appreciate that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yes. Well, so I'm really any, following you. I anything you want the fans to know that we did not cover before you skip on out of here? Um, it, yes, please watch the arrangement. It's coming out either at the end of this month. Well, it is the end of this month. So it'll probably be next month. Keep an eye out for the arrangement starring me. That is, And also now you can watch um, in the meantime while we're waiting for the arrangement to come out. Please watch Girls, Guns, and Blood on Amazon Prime for free. So there's no excuse. Go watch it now. Exactly. We're all cooped up in the house and got nothing to do. So, you know, when you're yes, not listening to exactly. the podcast, you could be watching, you know. You know, watching that on Amazon Prime, and it's free. That's the great thing about it. It's free, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I appreciate you coming on and talking to us for a little bit. And, you know, again, it's a total mind fuck for me right now because, you know, I'm, I'm going to hang <laughs> up with this and then afterwards probably just, like, scream, be like, oh, my God, I just fucking talked to Brittany Amber for almost, oh an, almost an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, it's been really cool oh, having you're you so on. Sweet. Thank you. And, you know, it's just anytime you want to come back on the show, you know what I mean? Just tell Tanya. You don't, you know, just tell me. I don't care. Oh, you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're mi su casa. You can always come on the show anytime you want. You just let us know. And uh, we're excited to see more of the growth and more of the process. And, you know, make sure you go and watch the arrangement. And, uh, yeah, just, mm -hmm. you know, kudos to you. Appreciate you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. You have a great one. You too, thank you. Hey guys, this is Brittany Amber, and you're listening to Mix Master B on MMB Radio.